Hello and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am super excited for today's episode. I am actually doing a replay of one of my favorite episodes that I did at the very beginning. I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Janelle Bass and she was my first interview and it was so amazing. She is a mom of four, soon to be mom of five, and she homeschools all her kids from the very beginning and she just had such a big heart, an amazing heart, and the way she homeschools is just incredible. So I'm really excited to just reshare this episode. Hopefully everybody can go ahead and listen to this episode if you haven't already and really feel the love and the inspiration that Janelle comes across in it. So enjoy this episode. Thanks so much. Hi friends, are you ready to homeschool but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Janelle. How are you? Hey, Dawn. Wow. I am just thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to contribute something to our fellow homeschool mamas. I'm just so grateful. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I am so glad because we're all in a tribe together, right? We want to help other moms. We want to inspire other moms. We want to lead them to where they know that they should be. I said a little bit about yourself. You have four little ones. So tell me about your little tribe you have. How old are they? What grades they're in? Yes, so I do. I have four children. My oldest is nine. Um, he's my my oldest son. Then I have a daughter who's seven, a son who is four, and then a toddler daughter who is one, almost two, which surprised me just now to say that comes around fast. It sure does. So still, she's a baby. She's not yet the toddler, right? I hate always looking, even if it's like two weeks away, because once they hit like that next milestone, it's no more baby, right? I have a three-year-old ready to be four next week. And it just seems like he's going from a little baby, right? To now like a big boy, four-year-old. So many changes from one to four really is shocking. All right, Janelle. So I'm excited to have you here. And I want to ask you, the first question is what ultimately made you want to homeschool? Wow. Well, I always say that the impetus for choosing homeschooling is really two-pronged for me and my husband. I myself am a second-generation homeschooler. I was homeschooled. Yes, I'm, I'm so grateful for that time. I was homeschooled from first through seventh grade. Then I went to private school in eighth grade and then a public school and then went on to university. So I've experienced many styles and philosophies of education, having experienced so many 
homeschooling was the clear winner for me. As a student, I there were some things I liked, some things I disliked about each option, but I personally disliked all the what I felt was wasted time. I felt a little bit put down. I felt a little bit patronized, shuffling from classroom to classroom, and the work wasn't consistently relevant to me. And so I'm grateful for the experiences that I had, but it wasn't so enjoyable to me, and it almost killed my love of learning. I loved to learn before public school, and I just really kind of felt it slow fade away as I was constrained by the organization of the out-of-home education. So after that, I knew even as a teenager that I wanted another way for my children and that I would really fight to maintain their natural desire to learn and grow. That is so awesome. So a couple things I want to ask you. So you were homeschooled from first to seventh grade. So tell me a little bit more about that experience, because I think a lot of people are like, well, what are homeschoolers going to do when they grow up? How are they going to go to college? Are they going to be smart? Are they going to be able to fit in? So I think you share a unique story because you can actually tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, every family chooses what their days and their weeks look like. And I think that's something that's beautiful about homeschooling is that each family can choose what their socialization schedule looks like, what their schooling schedule looks like, what their curriculum looks like. But for me, I found that I learned how to interface with the world so much more realistically as a homeschooler than I did in the public school setting. So what I mean by that is going from homeschooling into the public school setting, I was shocked by these very unrealistic and different peer-to-peer interactions and kind of rules for socialization and conversation and things you could and couldn't do. And it was very shocking and very strange to me. And I, and I had to learn all these things to kind of survive in the school world, right? And then could finally toss them out the window when I left the public school arena again. <laughs> so I don't know if that answers your original question. No, it absolutely does. I think what some people think of homeschool socialization versus school socialization, which one actually looks better and you actually enjoyed, you got plenty of socialization. I think we, I think we all know that's kind of like a myth. I think homeschoolers, they're not just at home all day, every day. There are so, so, so many things you can go to and see and do so many co-ops, so many other homeschoolers around that when you got to school, that socialization wasn't enjoyable, right? Right, right. And so I kind of, I enjoyed this really full life of learning, getting my work done, you know, my my academic education done in a few hours, then reading and pursuing interests and pursuing business. I always had some sort of business, so I was always an entrepreneur. And then all of a sudden, eight to 10 hours of my, really 10 to 12 hours because you'd have homework were decided for me. And it was very painful for me emotionally, mentally, physically. It was very difficult. And I just didn't want that for my children. I wanted them to be able to grow in the direction that the Lord was guiding them to grow. So you knew when you were going to have kids, you and your husband were going to homeschool from day one, right? Your first date. You're like, we're going to homeschool our kids, right? Yes. My husband actually brought it up on our first date. He was very serious. Yeah. Yeah. He knew from the day he met me, he was going to marry me, he says. So he brought it up the first day and he said, I I really, when I have children, I really want them to be homeschooled. And I said, well, great. I plan on homeschooling mine too. And so we said, let's order some dessert then. Let's keep talking. (laughs) That is so great. So tell me about... Even then, when you started to homeschool, what were some of the struggles that you faced right out of the gate? What are some of your initial things that you struggled with? Well, really, for us in our household, I don't know about yours, Dawn, but for us, get just 
getting into and maintaining a routine and a flow for each day is really the biggest struggle. I think that we can also tend to struggle with things like curriculum, what's working for each child. And once I really have been freed from that by going, you know what, I can make a decision. I can change my mind. So I can decide to use this math with this one child and, and we can change our mind two months in if it's not working and things like that. Yeah. And the word routine, I like the word you actually said was flow because I feel like a routine is kind of doing the same things where you don't have to do a routine. You just feel like the day has to flow. Like if you give your child three subjects to do and it takes them three hours because they want to play Legos in between, or they want to dress up their dolls in between, as long as it's flowing and it's going, it might not be a routine, but you don't know that until you actually get out there, you start homeschooling and meeting other homeschool moms. And they're like, oh girl, I don't do any of that. And you're like, wait a minute, you don't have a routine. You don't start at eight in the morning and end at 12 and this and that. And so it's kind of a flow, right? Once you get the flow going, it kind of makes it Yeah. Yes, because most of us come from a background of the bell rings. And so every 50 minutes this, and then we have 15 minutes for this, and you have to run to the next thing before the next bell rings. And then we live our lives this way as well most of the time, right? From from thing to thing to thing. So we can forget that when we are, as the matriarchs of our home, homeschooling our children, they're in that space, we can flow in the way that we desire to flow and in the way that it's best for them. We really don't have those constraints on us. Exactly. Yep. That is so true. And also when you send your kids to school and they're going from teacher to teacher to teacher, you got to make sure those teachers are showing up in a good mood, happy and ready to teach your child. So if your middle schooler has seven teachers, what are the odds that all the teachers are going to show up happy that day in a good mood, ready to teach your child, right? So, so like, not only are they just going from class to class, but what if the teacher's not in a good mood that day? That's going to put a bad energy out. So it's still being at home, being in a flow, getting a routine, however you want to call it, is still such a great thing than the whole hustle and bustle of school. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. It is hustle and bustle. School's yep. a hustle and bustle. <laughs> Even though sometimes at home it's a hustle and bustle, but it's still a good day. It's always a good day. A lot more All freedom. right. So yeah, yeah. So let's see. You know, when we have them home with us, a lot of the times, most of the times we want to instill values into our children. And I think not only do we want to teach them, but also teach them the values that we want. We want them to have good character. Anyway, so what are most important values for you to instill in your children? Yeah, I love that question because that really is one of the main reasons that we do homeschool, although the academics are important. I feel like their academic education is just a piece of their education as a whole person their spiritual education, their character development, their growth of and health of their soul is also extremely important and part of my job and and part of educating them. So the academics are one piece, but then there's all these other pieces that are also extremely important. And so we have some values that we always keep in front of us when we're making decisions on do we do this co-op or are we going to do this curriculum or what is this choice we make and just even as we prepare our daily flow we are holding these decisions up to these values and seeing if they are in alignment or not and that's how we make those choices so our first one is to love god with all their heart soul and strength that is number one that's the if if the only thing we do that in our school day, one day is to grow in their love of God, then we have had a successful day. And, and all other things can fall into place with that, right? Everything. Yes. Absolutely. I if you it. know you're loved by God and you love God, there's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing you can't learn, right? Correct. Um, yes. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and skill. And so 
that is where we start is that awe yes. and that love of and the fear of the Lord. And so our second one is to love people and to be moved with compassion for them. That leads to action like Jesus was. The word says that Jesus was moved with compassion. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. And so we want them to be moved with compassion and to have the skills and the know-how and the pathways of practice where they've practiced taking that compassion and putting it into action. And so we do that by, you know, we take our kids along with us. That was how I got connected with you, Donna. I have my kid, you know, my child with me with at an outreach event. If I'm going to drop a meal off for someone, I'm, I'm throwing a kid in the car with me. If I'm going to stop, if I get a text message and someone needs prayer, I'll go into the room and bring a child with me. Hey, we're going to pray for this person. Here's what's going on. Will you help? Will you help mama pray? I need your agreement. I need your That is so good strength. to bring children up that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, it really is. It's our lifestyle. And that's, again, their education. And then living God's way, giving him lordship over their life, over every area, spirit, soul, and body. And so we want them to learn that life with the Lord is awesome. It's fun. It's exciting. And the joy of the Lord is their strength. And we want them to be able to enjoy life with each other and see each other as a gift. And so the choices that we make are things that will encourage that. So, so that's so awesome. So spiritual development, character development, and then the health and spirit of the soul, I think you said in the beginning, and then academics. And I think if you, when people put academics first, I mean, you could be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't have compassion, if you don't love the Lord, if you don't love your fellow man, then what does it matter if you're smart enough? So I really like that. And I've come across doing some of these interviews that homeschool moms really want to instill good character development first and foremost in the children. Academics will come. What they're learning in fifth grade is not who they're going to become when they go to college, if they go to college, or how it's going to determine their future. I really love that. So I love all those things related to values. So what would you say that your favorite inspirational quote related to being a homeschool mom would be? I'm going to read you a a psalm that is one of my favorites that I have written up in my house and the Lord has just brought to me over and over again and showed me more and more facets of what he means by it. And it's Psalms 27, 13 through 14. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would have, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. I find myself doing a lot of waiting and I find myself needing a lot of courage, not just in homeschooling, but just in living in this world. And that verse the Lord has brought to me over and over again, and that his promise is that I'll see the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living and that he'll strengthen my heart. Yeah. I love that. That is beautiful. I love your quote. And it gives you the strength to go on through the day without getting stressed or anxious and just creating a beautiful day with you and your kids. So Yeah, sometimes we have to contend for it. Sometimes we have to fight for the rest and it's worth fighting for. It really is. And we can do it because he said he'll strengthen us. Yes, we are strong. Okay, so tell me a little bit about you, Janelle. You said in the beginning that your entrepreneur at heart. So tell me a little bit about you. You were were homeschooled. You're married. You go to college. Yep. So my husband and I, we've been married. We're actually celebrating our 10th anniversary this week. And happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It feels very significant. Yeah. As I said, I was homeschooled through seventh grade, then had other homeschool experiences. My husband and I have always been 
ministers and in ministry. We're involved in many ministries, always taught children's church. I was on staff at my church for many years. We're lay ministers now in our church. And Noelle and I also serve as care team leaders with Commission 127. And I run a health and wellness business educating families on how to stay healthy naturally, that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Let's go on and move on to curriculum. You have a lot of different children, so you might use a lot of different curriculum, which is normal. I think a lot of us do that. Uh, so tell, tell me a little bit about what curriculum you use. Yes, I love being able to customize the curriculum I use for my children. And I'm learning as they grow that they sometimes need to change and use different ones um, as I have different types of learners, as every classroom does. So we are what we call eclectic. I pick different things for different subjects based on what that's curriculum has to offer, the view of that curriculum, and then also the the learning style that's expressed for my child. So we use a lot of the good and the beautiful. We use all about learning. A lot of people know it as all about reading or all about spelling. We use some handwriting without tears. We use a little bit of a Becca. And then we also use for things like social studies, history, science, those different, those different disciplines that we like to add in there. We like to use unit studies as a family. So we do things like treehouse, schoolhouse, for example. That is so great. I, I think I love that handwriting without tears. I remember the first time I heard of that, the name of it, that was like perfect because we do get tears sometimes. These kids, sometimes our kids just don't want to do the schoolwork and there is tears and it's okay. And we hug them and we love them. And then we'll move on to, to something else. Yes. And then very, we'll go back to it. It's very developmentally but, appropriate, very easy for the parents to follow. It's wonderful. We've really loved it. Oh, that's great. Okay, so are your kiddos in any after-school activities? Oh my goodness. Yes, although <laughs> I try to say no to keep to things to keep our to give us space to rest and spend as a family and have dinners together and all that. But they do they do sports. We do homeschool PE groups. Sometimes we are a part of a co-op, same co-op I was a part of when I was a young girl actually. So we do enrichment. Oh wow, which which one is that? So we're Willow Creek. Willow Creek oh, Home okay, Educators. Yep. Mm-hmm. Been around that's for awesome. I've heard of that. 30 plus years, that's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's here in Orlando. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, are any of like the teachers there remember you as a little girl? Is anybody still there? No one from when I was there is still there as part of the co-op. There are still some people in the church, but they've all, they're all, their children have aged out and are my age. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Okay. So tell me what you guys like to do for fun because vacationing and all those things. When you homeschool, you don't have to stick to a schedule. You don't have to say, go on spring break, you know, summers are just, you can do your home, all year homeschooling. So what do you guys like to do? Yeah. So we're grateful that my work is remote. My husband's work is remote. And so we've learned also for our family specifically, because we are heavily called to ministry and that taking regular vacations is really important for us to have some time to rest and recharge. So we take three long vacations a year. We go with a ministry. Yes. We're so grateful for that. That's awesome. Yes. We, two of them are with a ministry called Above Rubies that hosts Christian family camps all over the U.S. And then one is a road trip to visit with friends and family. And we do little weekends here and there. We love to do adventures together. We really try to get out and do activities where we can do things side by side and shoulder to shoulder with our children. So that can be anything from visiting a spring or a park, going on a little hike, or going to some sort of attraction. We live in Central Florida, but there's so much more than what you think of in Central Florida. There's a lot more than just Disney and and Universal. There are zoos, museums, different kinds of exhibits. So we do those. And then we do regular family game nights as well, which can sometimes be a challenge with little ones, trying to grab pieces and parts. But 
we just contend for it. We try to embrace the silly and relax and just spend time with our kids. Do you have a specific morning? We talked about routines and flows. Is it the same every day or does it, does it kind of look like different routines each day? How does that look like for you? If we're at home, our routine or our flow rather, definitely a better word because we are not rigid or structured. Yeah, yeah. Our, our flow is pretty much the same. We, we start with a Bible time together, get dressed, set things for the day, and then do breakfast and we do our essential academics. So for us, that's math and then language, arts, and reading. Right now I have a toddler, so if the day is going well, she's taking a quick nap. <laughs> if not, then she's playing with some Play-Doh or sitting on me nursing or doing whatever we can do with her while we get some schoolwork done. And then the other part of your question was, And then my morning routine changes based on if I have a little newborn baby or not, you know, the seasons of life that I'm in. You know, recently in the past few months, maybe this past year, actually, the Lord's been working with me on what it really looks like to have a life of praying without ceasing. And I love a good morning devotion time. I think it's so great to go for. I think it's a wonderful and important thing. But if we're not doing that, that's okay. Can we squeeze in a little bit while some pasta water is boiling? Can we have the Bible open the same way we have our Facebook app open? That's been the goal of mine as far as getting that mommy time and the Jesus time in is just keeping an attitude of worship and an attitude of, hey, God, you can talk to me anytime, not just in my coffee time. And then when the kids wake up, all right, we're turned off now. See you tomorrow morning. And that has been really transformational for me as a mom and really transformational to our home. Oh, that's great. I bet the kids really love that. They know it's just not something you do in the morning to get you going. It's something to keep you going. So let's go ahead and talk about, let's see, when our kids are home all day, sometimes we could get distracted and they just want to go to the TV. I mean, they'll just like want to like zoop YouTube or cartoons or something. So tell me about when, you know, your kids watching TV, do you allow them to watch TV, social media? What does that look like in your house? Yeah, so we do have a, have TVs, but I do, We if they're watching TV, it's a specific activity. So they're not choosing it like, well, oh, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go watch TV. Um, it's a specific, okay, it's now time for TV. And to be honest with you, it's usually a time where that's convenient to me. So I, maybe I want them to be wrapped up for 30 minutes or something together and relaxing in their room so that I can get something done that it would just be better for me to be able to do myself at that time. Although I do try to really involve them in household things. Sometimes we just need that, right? Of yes. 30 minutes of- It's well, relaxing. It's stuff good. Done. Yes. So we do allow TV. We are very tight. We have very tight reins on what programs we allow into our home. My husband teaches classes to parents on how to protect their children online, how to lock down their devices. It's something we're really passionate about. So our children actually do all have devices. They all have like an old phone of ours or something that we have locked down for them that has a Bible app where our family does a Bible devotion together, even with grandma and grandpa, and they can all comment in there and they absolutely love that. It's a fun, feels like online social for them. Oh, that is such a great idea. Mm-hmm. That is such a great idea. Maybe I hope m- more people can do that. I, that is a great idea. Never even like thought of that. That was my it's husband's nice. idea. It's very fun. We read through the Bible in a year last year and we're doing it this year. We're doing chronological and it's been a blast. Oh, that's great. And then the grandparents get to be involved too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, wait a minute. Your mom, because your mom homeschooled you, but your mom is also homeschooling her son who is 14. That's so right. you have a brother who is 
I don't know how old you're half your age. And so your mom is actually still homeschooling. She sure is. He is going to go into high school in the fall and he's doing wonderfully. And so, yeah, we do co-op together. We do field trips together. It's really been beautiful for, for us to be, ex- be able to experience that with my little brother. Oh, your mom must love that. All right. So if you were to rewind the clock, would there, is there anything that you would do different? I would not worry so much in the little years of my children being really little. And I would take some things off of my own plate. I think that there's a temptation when we first start having children, adding children to our lives, to assimilate our children into our existing lives. And I'm not saying that we should have lives that rotate around our children, you know, like they're the sun, the moon, and the stars. Absolutely not. But it is a new season. And I wish that I had recognized that this was a new season and that it was okay and right to make some major adjustments in my life in order to fully embrace that new season. I think I was so distracted with trying to make sure I did everything and worried that we would miss something that I actually feel like I did miss some things. So as I've had each child, I've been able to slow down and really focus in on them and take time to really just focus on them intentionally and tie strings of fellowship with them and have fun with them. It's those slow, steady rhythms that really connect us. And so I would lean into those more going back, seeing my children ultimately as brothers and sisters in Christ rather than just my children. I mean, I'll spend over 50 years with them, God willing, as fellow adults, shoulder to shoulder. So my focus now is soaking in who they are now, but also knowing that when this childhood ends, there's a beautiful adulthood waiting for us to experience together. Oh, that is so beautiful. You go, girl. You should be a pastor. Oh, Oh my goodness. I just love it. I just love it. There's a lot of things that we feel like we have to do, but, and I always say you want connection over compliance, especially in the earlier years you don't have to sit there with your kindergartner teaching them to read and read and read if there's tears and fighting. Just enjoy them. They will read. They will learn to read. If you go to a mommy group and they have a kindergartner that started reading when they were four, it's okay. It doesn't make that child any better. They are all doing their own thing, but connection is so important. And I think as a homeschooling mom, we all want connection. We want to be with our kids. We want to, we want to raise up with our kids and hold them and love them and, and then do school together. But the connection comes first, right? That's so wise. I really, my husband and I always try to ask parents that we know that have successful, raised successful families. And what that to us means is they have adult children that are following God's plan for their life and that like them and like to spend time with them and their siblings, right? That's that's our every parent's heart and desire, right? And so we love to just ask them for their tips and tricks. And what you just said and what we're touching on here is exactly what they – it's something that I have heard from every single one is that connecting with them, that friendship with them, seeing them as a brother and sister in Christ is what ties those strings of fellowship that last the rest of their lives and through adulthood. It really does. It really does. Okay. So let me ask you, so what do you, when your kids grow up, this kind of leads into that, what would you like to see your kids doing? I mean, college, work, travel, passion projects, like what is it you want for your kids? I I mean, I think we all know what the answer, the first thing is, I'm going to say it, Christ followers. I just, I I feel that, Janelle, I feel that. Okay. What is the second thing you want for your children? (laughs) All right. Well, I'm a mind reader too. Yes. How did you guess that? I can't imagine how you guessed that. Yes. 
while I'm not super excited about the prospect of college because it's become very liberal, let me be clear. I love academics, okay? I'm, I love it. I am open to what God has for each one of them. Really, my greatest desire is just that they would love God and serve God with all their heart, soul, and strength. I really want them to be mothers and fathers because I just believe that's one of the greatest gifts on the earth is to be mother and father and, and get to grow more Christians. Um, so I would love to see that. And I want them to enjoy being with their dad and me and each other. That's really what I want for them. And follow their passion. And sometimes going to college doesn't always produce that. And I mean, there, you know, I'm older now. I graduated in 92. I could probably line up our entire high school graduating class and maybe 10% might actually be doing what they actually went to college for, right? Right. So, so neither my um, husband nor I do what we went to school for. And so I'm open to that if that's the path. And, the, and the, you know, my child says to me, oh, man, God wants me to be an engineer. Okay, let's get, let's do that. But if they don't know yet, I don't think that college is the place to go figure out who you are. I think the place to figure out who you are is in the presence of God and in the word of God. Once they figured that out, then they can pursue college with his instruction, if that's the path he has for them. Exactly. Like follow your spiritual gifts. Where are they leading you? I definitely didn't go to college to be, to do podcasting, right? I was actually a registered nurse. <laughs> Here I am. It's still a registered nurse. I still, I still keep my license up. But yeah, I mean, so follow your passions. I didn't even know this, this podcasting, I don't even think existed back in the day. And who knows, my son, when he's 18, might say, you know, mom, I want a podcast. I'll say, I would love that. I would love to, for you to follow your passion. And if you don't go to college, it's okay. It, and if you do go to college, it's okay, right? Yes. I think that's awesome. I, um, I knew this was going to be such a great interview because you have such passion, compassion, uh, love for the Lord, love for your family, your children, your mom, your dad. You're just like all bundled up in one. So it's been such a pleasure interviewing you, Janelle. Thank you so much. And is there anything last you want to say? If a mother is thinking about homeschooling, she wants to do it, but maybe she just needs that little boost of confidence. What would you tell her? Especially as a Christian mother, I really believe that you are the best person to educate your child. And education, as we talked about today, is not just academics. It's spiritual. It's soul. It's body. It's it's the holistic child. And so I'm going to encourage that mama that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you can have joy in the Lord, then you can be strong and you can do it. And everything. You had a child. You, you, you have, you had a child that right there is strength right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> God gave you that child. You can, you can teach that child. It's, it's, you can do and it. And life is yes. hard. Raising children is hard, whether we're choosing to get in the car and drive them here and there and what, no, what, no, whatever path you choose for educating your child, it's going to be difficult because it's a challenge. It's our, it's our life's work and it's work, right? My, the Lord says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You're still plowing though. It's still work. And so you can choose what you want it to be. Yes. It's going to be hard either way. Well, thank you so much, Janelle. I really enjoyed interviewing you and good luck with your homeschool journey with your children. Thank you. Okay, friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and also reach more listeners who could really benefit from homeschooling. 
Until next time, happy homeschooling.